Chapter Six of A Son at the Front. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Chad. A Son at the Front by Edith Wharton. Chapter Six. Compton, proffering twenty francs to the astonished maidservant learned that yes to his intimates and of course monsieur was one the doctor was in was in fact dining and did not leave till the next morning dining at six o'clock monsieur's son monsieur jean is starting at once for his depot that's the reason campton sent in his card he expected to be received in the so-called studio a lofty room with chinese hangings renaissance choir stalls organ grand piano and post-impressionist paintings where fortin lecluse received the celebrities of the hour madame fortin never appeared there and campton associated the studio with amusing talk hothouse flowers and ladies lolling on black velvet divans he supposed that the physician was separated from his wife and that she had a home of her own when the maid reappeared she did not lead him to the studio but into a small dining-room with the traditional henry the second sideboard of waxed walnut a hanging table lamp under a bedded shade an india rubber plant on a blush pedestal and napkins that were just being restored to their bone rings by the four persons seated about the red and white checkered tablecloth these were the great man himself a tall large woman with grey hair a tiny old lady her face framed in a peasant's fluted cap and a plain young man wearing a private's uniform who had a nose like the doctor's and simple light blue eyes the two ladies and the young man so much more interesting to the painter's eye than the sprawling beauties of the studio were introduced by Fortin Lecluse as his wife, his mother and his son. Madame Fortin said in a deep alto a word or two about the privilege of meeting the famous painter who had portrayed her husband and the old mother in a piping voice exclaimed, Monsieur, I was in Sedan in 1870. I saw the Germans. I saw the emperor sitting on a bench. He was crying. My mother's heard everything. She's seen everything. There's no one in the world like my mother, the physician said, laying his hand on hers. You won't see the Germans again. Ma bonne mère, her daughter-in-law added, smiling. Campton took coffee with them, bore with a little inevitable talk about the war, and then eagerly questioned the boy. The young man was a chemist, a préfature, in the laboratory of the Institut Pasteur. He was also, it appeared, even to prehistoric archaeology and had written a thesis on the painted caves of the dordogne he seemed extremely serious and absorbed in questions of science and letters but it appeared to him perfectly simple to be leaving it all in a few hours to join his regiment the war had to come this sort of thing couldn't go on he said in the words of madame lebel he was to start in an hour and campton excused himself for intruding on the family who seemed as happily united as harmonious in their deeper interests as if no musical studio parties and exotic dancers had ever absorbed the master of the house campton looking at the group left a pang of envy and thought for the thousandth time how frail a screen of activity divided him from depths of loneliness he dared not sound 
for every man hath business and desire he muttered as he followed the physician in the consulting room he explained it's about my son he had not been able to bring the phrase out in the presence of the young man who must have been just george's age and who was leaving in an hour for his regiment but between campton and the father there were complacencies and there might therefore be accommodations in the consulting room one breathed a lower air it was not that campton wanted to do anything underhand he was genuinely anxious about george's health after all tuberculosis did not disappear in a month or even a year his anxiety was justified and then george but for the stupid accident of his birth would never have been mixed up in the war Compton felt that he could make his request with his head high. Fordin Lecluse seemed to think so too. At any rate, he expressed no surprise. But could anything on earth have surprised him? After thirty years in that confessional of a room, the difficulty was that he did not see his way to do anything. Not immediately, at any rate. You must let the boy join his base. He leaves tomorrow. Give me the number of his regiment and the name of the town and trust me to do what i can but you're off yourself yes i'm being sent to a hospital at Lyon, but i'll leave you my address campton lingered unable to take this as final he looked about him uneasily and then for a moment straight into the physician's eyes you must know how i feel your boy is an only son too yes yes the father assented in the absent-minded tone of professional sympathy but campton felt that he felt the deep difference well good-bye and thanks as campton turned to go the physician laid a hand on his shoulder and spoke with sudden fierce emotion yes jean is an only son an only child for his mother and myself it's not a trifle having our only son in the war there was no allusion to the dancer no hint that fortin remembered her it was campton who lowered his gaze before the look in the other father's eyes. End of chapter 6 Recording by Chad